Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. We here at Yeah, That Soccer Show are proud to welcome our newest partner, Brad Butchkowski. Brad is a real estate agent with the Wondercheck Realty Group, and he is here to serve all of your real estate needs in the upstate. Brad is a huge fan of the podcast. He is a founding member of Greenville FC, and he wants to connect with you to help you buying or selling a house, whatever you're looking to do. Um, you can visit his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. Check out the listings he's got there. Um, or you can connect with him online. Uh, he has He's on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Brad Buczkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I. Or you can find him on Twitter. That might be the easiest spot to find him. It's I am Brad B. Brad Buczkowski, the newest partner for Yeah That Soccer Show. We're excited to have him. Hey, tell him you've heard about him on the podcast. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at, at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 16 of Yeah, That Soccer Show. Today, we're previewing the New Orleans Jesters match that's happening tonight, May 19th, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Don't be confused, since New Orleans is on Central Time. It's happening in New Orleans, but... We can watch it here in Greenville. Now, Greenville is supposed to have a match on Wednesday versus the Savannah Clovers. And as you all know, the weather here has been a complete disaster this week. There's been a ton of storms, a ton of summer heat. Um, and the team just made, I think, a wise decision to go ahead and postpone that match just for the safety of the fans and players and people being able to plan around that. So um, good on the team for doing that. But Unfortunately, that means that we didn't get to have kind of a warm-up, tune-up game, uh, maybe a, a chance to work out some things in a match that didn't have a, a ton of meeting in terms of the league play. But this will be our third league game. We have had a home and an away match. Um, so I think we should be starting to hit our stride. And I think, that, I think we certainly saw that last week against International, especially in the second half. But really, even for the entire game, we really looked like we were starting to gel and starting to have some really positive production as a team. But we do not have an easy opponent this week. We are going to be taking on the New Orleans Jesters. Last season, they had the best league in our division, in the Southeast Division. They were the number one overall seed in the playoffs. They ultimately made it to the championship game where they lost to International, the team that we played last week and lost to. So this is a very, very good team. Um, they started this year in U.S. Open Cup. We talked a little bit about that with International as well. The New Orleans Jesters lost their U.S. Open Cup match to Mississippi Bria of the PDL. It was 1-1 for the match, and then they wound up losing on penalty kicks 2-3 um, with a goal by Tom Pierce in the run of play. 
And it may be, you know, I think sometimes when you, when you see these things, like we talked with Inter Nashville, you know, they won their U.S. Open Cup match um, against a really good, well, not a really good, but a pretty decent Charlotte Eagles team. I think we were afraid that they weren't very good, but have seen in results since then that they were actually pretty decent. Um, but New Orleans lost to Mississippi Bria, who we don't know a ton about, but they went on the road this week in their second round U.S. Open Cup match and upset the Indy 11 of the USL up in Indiana. So that is a very good team, Mississippi Bria. And so the New Orleans Jesters lost that first match. Then they opened last week the NPSL season against the Emerald Force of Knoxville, and they beat the Emerald Force four to nothing. <laughs> so it was, it. This is a good team. This is still a good team. Uh, a couple names to watch out for. Obviously, I already mentioned Tom Pierce had scored the goal. Um, in the U.S. Open Cup match, he had a brace last week. He scored two goals against Emerald Force, um, and and those goals were set up by the two other goal scorers for them, Mason Walsh and Ollie Roberts. These are all very very good players. Um, and then I got to watch a little bit of a, of some highlights from the team. Um, New Orleans has a really cool fan atmosphere down there around this team. They have a, a weekly TV show that talks about the gestures, which I think is kind of amazing uh, on YouTube, a little 30 minute show. And so I actually watched that this week and they had highlights from both matches. Um, and one thing I was really impressed with was new Orleans goalkeeper, Chad Collins. Um, he is very, very good. Um, and so I think it's going to be hard to put, put goals past him. But I think we, we are in the same situation um, as we saw last week with Paul Tyson, who I think is also a very, very good goalkeeper. Um, but something I noticed that was very interesting about the Jesters as I looked through their roster, okay, they have a lot of team chemistry. This is something that we have talked about with Greenville FC, that all of these guys are new to playing with each other. Maybe a couple of them have had some interaction in the past, but for the most part, this is a new team, and they're still gelling together. Well, Here's something I noticed very interesting. The New Orleans roster lists previous team, like the previous team that these folks have played for, um, and eight guys on their roster have played for the Jesters last year. So that's that's a pretty good little core to build around. And then from there, I found something very, very interesting. There's another six guys who all played for the same team in their last last round of playing or as their previous team. And that was the team called Solent FC, which is in Southampton, England. Six guys on this team came from England from this one team in Southampton and are playing with the Jesters, which is just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they have some kind con- they obviously their coaching staff has some kind of connection there to have gone and scouted these players and convinced all of them to come to new Orleans to play for the Jesters um, I, I don't know. That was just a really interesting piece of information as I looked through their roster that I gleaned. Uh, but needless to say, that's some really solid team chemistry. You've got eight guys who played with the Jesters last year. You have six other guys who played with the Solent FC. And that's hard to really compete with. I mean, you can't you can't manufacture that kind of chemistry in two games the way that Greenville has has played. But that being said, I think the chemistry with Greenville is getting better. I think we saw a lot of good passing, a lot of good possession against Inter Nashville. But I can tell you right now that the Jesters do the same thing. They're very good in possession. They're very good 
um, setting up scoring opportunities with through balls, crosses, um, everything that I've seen from them, they have looked very, very good on the offensive attack. I haven't seen a ton of highlights of their defensive play, which makes sense. I mean, defense is not something you can really uh, put on highlights. The only the only real defensive highlights I've really seen is, like I said, from goalkeeper Chad Collins. Um, that's not to say that they don't have a good defensive backfield. Um, I just I I haven't really seen a ton of it. I didn't watch their game from last week. I just kind of watched some highlights. Um, but this game is one that I think is going to be a benchmark game. Okay, we played the team that won the NPSL playoffs last week, and we really we talked about this on the breakdown. We really I th- I think looked like a team that's right there, top tier in our division. We went shot for shot with international. And honestly, if it weren't for two fluky goals, I think that really that probably was a draw playing game. It was a game where we were very evenly matched with international, um, on the little, on the little jesters TV show that they had this week, they were talking to the coach, um, about the difficulties of preparing for a team like Greenville. That's new to the league that you don't have a lot of film on. And he said that he had talked to Coach Rich Askey of Internashville and had gotten some info on Greenville. And, you know, he said, I'm not going to divulge on this show the things that I learned, but let's just say they're pretty good. So that was quite the one that was really quite the compliment that this coach from New Orleans is calling the Internashville coach. And he's saying, like, hey, this is a good team. You know, they're an expansion team, but they're not playing like an expansion team. That is a huge compliment from the team that won the playoffs last year. <laughs> So, uh, but all that to say, I think that this should be another good benchmark game to see how we rate against another top team in our division, the team that had the best record last year in the regular season. Um, so I'm excited to see it. Now, the other side of that is this is a road match of all road matches. This is the furthest this team will have to travel. Um, our, our schedule is very weird. We have, we have, Asheville, obviously, we have Knoxville. We have a couple teams from Georgia. We have Internashville. Um, and then we have this team. We have Chattanooga. And then we have this team all the way in New Orleans, Louisiana, which is like way, way, way out. I mean, considering how all these other teams are really located kind of in this cluster. Um, you know, I know in years past, this division has included Birmingham. It's included Memphis, which would make more sense. But it kind of feels like New Orleans is out there on an island of its own. I say all that to say there's gonna there has been a lot of travel um, for the Greenville team traveling out to New Orleans. I don't know if they went by bus. I would assume so. Um, that's a long bus ride, y'all. That is a long, long way. And so I hope that that is not something that affects the readiness, the energy, um, and the excitement for this game, but I know having played high school sports, you know, I know sometimes the longer road trips, you kind of get into this lull and you, 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 we all, we used to say you don't quite step off the bus, you know, you, you stay kind of in that bus mentality. Um, and it's hard to get yourself up, but I think having gone down on Friday, um, hopefully they will be ready or maybe they went down Thursday. I can't remember. This week has been so crazy for me. All my days are crammed together. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully they've been down there long enough and they'll have today, all of Saturday, to prep for the game and get themselves up for the game. Um, but that is going to be definitely something to watch. 
Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to a member of the Royal Court, which is the New Orleans Jesters supporters group, their version of Milltown Operatives, and get a little insight from him on the game. We've been telling you about Uptown Poor here on the podcast for a while now, and we're super excited that they're continuing to support us and everything we're trying to do to help grow soccer in the upstate. But I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Uptown Poor. They're part of a, of a umbrella organization called the Uptown Company, which is Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. So they offer these two unique uh, services for you. One, Uptown Poor being a beverage catering company where they can give you bar service for your event or party. And then Uptown Catering, where they can, can they can bring food. They can do any of the food items for your party. And so you can use them in tandem together to put on an incredible event. If it's a wedding, if it's an anniversary, if it's some kind of party you're hosting this summer, you need to check out Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. And if you have, if you're like me, you're a visual person, you want to see what this kind of stuff looks like, I would encourage you to go over to Instagram, check out The Uptown Company, and you can see pictures of drinks and food that they've done. Man, they had a picture of some cannolis from the Artisphere tent that they had, and man, do they look good. They also had some fish tacos and margaritas that looked really good. So go check them out on Instagram there, um, and then you can visit their two sites, UptownPoorCo.com or UptownCateringSC.com to check out all the things that they have on offer. We're excited to be joined today by Jeff Edwards of the Royal Court, New Orleans Jesters Supporters Group. Jeff, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, my man. Yeah, so we wanted to just, obviously, we're, we're new to the league this year. We're a brand new team. Um, a lot of our fans aren't familiar um, with all the teams that we're going to be playing, so we're trying to get some folks associated with each of those teams, hopefully from the supporters groups, to come on each week and just fill us in a little bit. So I would love to know a little bit of your history with the club and your history with the supporters group in particular and what that has kind of looked like for you. Uh, let's see. The Royal Court started um, in, at last World Cup when they started going, started the former group, started going to games. At first I just went, went for two or three years, I guess two years I went. And then year before last I kind of took over, like when no one else stepped up. So I just kind of took over from there. It's been a fun ride. I I love the dressers, and to me, it's no better way to spend a Saturday night than watching soccer, drinking with your friends. Um, so tell me a little bit about the team. You guys last year had the best uh, the best record in the conference and then lost out in the, the championship game in the playoffs, but you obviously had a, had a good run. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're hoping for for the team this year. Um, more of the same. Mostly everyone's back so this year with a few additions. Um, Tom Pierce, the new guy, Ali Roberts. Tom scored three goals for us already. He scored the goal in the Open Cup game for us last Wednesday. He scored two against uh, Knoxville or Emma Force, which was the, actually the one seed on the other side of the bracket for our playoffs last year. And a couple of other guys. Trying, Luke Vonway, he has a goal against uh, Mobile last Saturday. He was with us last year, but he got hurt and couldn't play at all. So some new faces we have, and I'm excited to see some of them. We have a lot of returning faces, a lot of returning stars. Chad Collins, for my money, is one of the best goalies in NPSL. That dude is just a brick wall. He saved two PKs in the shootout against Mississippi Bria in the Open Cup on Wednesday. Um, Curtis Thorne is our reigning team MVP. He's coming back from 
you know, defender really solidifies our, our back line, really. Because Clarence is creating in a pinch, he moved up top a little bit and pushed the pace a little bit for us, which is great. Our best player is probably Mason Walsh. To me, he's one of the best players I've seen in the five years I've been watching in PSL. He's the son of former Liverpool and Tottenham player Paul Walsh. Okay. So he's just a magician of the ball. He will dribble, dribble, dribble. No one in this league can really touch him one-on-one. And the Nashville game, which you referenced every loss, they were sitting three guys on him each time he touched the ball. That was a little bit of a source. He got a, little, a very soft red car, sent, sent us down to 10 for about an hour or so, and that's really the, the well finally broke in the 85th minute and gave us, gave him, put it three. It was really one nothing after the PK call for, for 85 minutes. Then the dam finally broke, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, so you guys, uh, you referenced you guys played uh, in the Open Cup last week and you lost in the first round, but aside, but in, in penalties, I mean, you, you made it, it was obviously a well-fought match. Um, but other than that, how have you guys been, how have you guys been doing in league play this season? Um, we only, we opened league play on uh, Saturday against Knoxville, Emerald City, whatever you want to call them now. I think it's their first year at Emerald City. They've been Knoxville for years. But actually one of the few teams that, it's just us, Chattanooga, and them that, are still the teams from when I started. Everyone else is gone and left. Memphis is in the PDL. Now, um, it was, it was Nashville FC originally, which is now National Soccer Club in, in USL 2, USL 3, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But International, the team that won last year, the playoff, was their first year. So there's a lot of new teams and the split, a split conference last year. So our division was Birmingham, Memphis, Chattanooga, and International. So. A lot of new teams that we're getting at, like Greenville, you guys, Asheville, you know, all these Carolina teams we really didn't have to play last year. We played Georgia and Atlanta last year. So, Yeah, so um, one, one more th- – or a couple more questions. Um, one, I would love to know if I, – I don't, I don't think we're going to have anybody going down. I mean, that's quite a haul for us uh, from upstate South Carolina all the way down to New Orleans, as much fun as that would be. Talking about, talking about us, look at all our, our closest game is probably – is it Chattanooga, I believe, or Atlanta? I mean, yeah, that's our close. That's mainly our, that's our main issues. Like all these supporters groups, like Tennessee, like Nashville, Chattanooga, Memphis. Now they can all go three, four hours and that driving around. Our closest game is seven, six hours, yeah. and that's a time off. This, that, you know. Sure, I was hoping yeah, that Mobile trip was originally going to be our road, little bit of a road trip. Then it falls in Seagull de Mayo and no one wants to go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but obviously, like, I don't know if a lot of our fans can come down, but our players are going to be coming down there. What kind of environment are they stepping into when they show up to play the Jesters on Saturday? What, what's the fan atmosphere like there at your stadium? Um, I've always made the comment we're more of a student session than a supporters group because we, we stand behind the, the opposing bench and we just heckle and hound you the entire time trying to get in your head, really. You know, we have fun with it. It's nothing serious. After the game, you go to the bar, to the pub, we buy you a beer. You know, it's nothing personal. It's just for those 90 minutes, you're the enemy. Once it's done, it's over. Sure. Yeah, that's great. That's a great attitude to have. Um, and then I don't know if you can really speak to this or not. You may know. You may not know. Um, but do you know what the streaming situation is like? Like where can folks watch the game who aren't going to be able to come down there? We are going to be – the judges are streaming this year on um, – a my Kuju, I think it is called, I believe. Okay. Uh, I can send you the link 
when I got the, when this interview's over, but there's a New Orleans Chessers TV station on my like say my Cujo, I believe M Y C O O J U or something of that nature. Okay, it, that's how yeah, that's cool. how the game was streamed on for the game Saturday, and I okay. think U.S. Soccer actually streamed the games on Wednesday because right. it's the cup. So I'm not sure how they did it then, but that's how I rewatched the I rewatched the game on Sunday morning and the. Four nothing games because you always want to watch the four nothing games, you know. Yeah, sure. Well, of course. Yeah, you want to watch those. Those are the, those are the most enjoyable ones to watch. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, we will definitely tweet that out from our from our Twitter account so that folks can uh, can connect there. And if any of you guys do make the trek, please hit me up on the Royal Court Twitter or Facebook at Royal Court Nola. We will be more than happy to have you at the tailgate. That's awesome, man. Hey, thanks for jumping on with us. Not a problem, my man. Thank you for having me. Another big thank you to Jeff from the Royal Court. You can follow them over at Royal Court NOLA on Twitter. You can find them on Facebook as well. Hey, a couple really quick things to get you prepped for tonight. First off, we talked a little bit to Jeff about how to watch the game. Um, and it's a little, you know, it's a little confusing to try and find it. So I have gone and made a link to make it super easy for you, you can go to yeahthatsoccershow.com slash NOLA, N-O-L-A, and that will take you straight to the Greenville and New Orleans stream. Now, it's there's a countdown ticker on there right now, but I imagine when the game gets ready to roll, it should be good to go. So that is there for your convenience. Wanted to talk about a couple other things. First off, would like to thank all of our patrons of Yeah That Soccer Show. Now, we've talked to you a little bit about being a patron. Basically, the deal is when you're a patron, you can help us do things like give out stickers. Last week, we gave out 100 stickers to folks at the game. So I want to do some more stickers. I've ordered some more. Um, if you're a patron, you obviously get uh, get your hands on several stickers, and then um, this helps just to kind of spread the word about the podcast. Um, got to meet a lot of folks last week at the game who said they had heard the podcast and were excited about what we're doing. So if you are interested in helping us um, do more stuff, then go visit yeahthatsoccershow.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N, and look into the different levels of support you can do there. I think I'm going to add a new level coming soon for anybody who might be interested in sponsoring the pregame and half game, ha- pre- pregame and half game, pregame and halftime Periscope shows. So that's going to be a new thing. So if you're a business owner or if you have something you want to promote, um, I'm going to go add that here in a little bit, and that will be a new option for you. Um, but I want to just thank all of our patrons by name because we've gotten a few new ones over the last several weeks. So I like to just thank these folks uh, for their support. Brad Brad Butchkowski, uh, Uptown Poor, Chris Rosensteel, Justin Smith, Christopher Allen, Doug Irwin, Johnny Wakefield, Alex Warren, Zach Leishner, and Ben Goshorn. You guys are all my heroes. Um, so if you would like to join that list of exclusive producers of the show, because um, essentially that's what you're doing. You're helping produce this show for everyone to enjoy. Then go over there and check out our Patreon page. Speaking of the Patreon page, we are 
we have hats coming. Hats are on the way. They're going to be $25 normal price. Yeah, that Soccer Show hats are really cool. Uh, green front hats with kind of a khaki mesh back. They're Legacy brand, which is like, or Legacy 92, which are honestly the best hats in the entire world. I have several of them and I love them. Um, and they're going to have a patch on the front with the Yeah That Soccer Show logo on it. And they're normally going to be 25 bucks. Um, but if you want to pre-order one, you don't have to pay for anything yet. If you just want to put your name on one and hold it, um, you can either shoot me a message over on Twitter or you can email yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com and say, hey, I want a hat and give me your name and I will put you on the list. Now, uh, another thing getting you ready for tonight, we are going to do pregame and halftime coverage. The pregame coverage will start at 6.30 p.m., on Periscope, or you can watch right through Twitter. Um, and if you want to get your question in beforehand, which would be extremely helpful to me, um, so that I can, especially if it's a tough question, I can do a little research, um, send a tweet, use the hashtag YTSSLive. Um, and then you can obviously, if you're, if you're watching through Periscope, you can ask questions live as we're doing the pregame show. Um, and then once we get on the pregame show, we'll, we'll chat about whether or not we want to do a live watch of some variety, either in the first or second half. Um, maybe a little difficult just with this game being a little more, uh, technology heavy in terms of having to use something to stream the game. Um, I can't just watch it on my Apple TV through the YouTube app. Unfortunately, that is my least favorite part of this, but we will, we will work something out. So, um, make sure you check that out 6 30 PM on Periscope, or you can watch, um, on the, on, on Twitter, right through the Twitter app. Um, and, and our name on Periscope is the same as it is on Twitter at YTSS podcast. Um, so yeah, so jump in there, tweet us your questions, hashtag YTSS live. Um, and then we'll be on there at six 30. And as soon as we go to half, I will fire it up. And I think last time it took maybe two or three minutes to get it fired up after the halftime whistle blew. And then we'll go for pretty much the whole halftime last time. I mean, it's only 15 minutes, so we'll probably just chat that whole time, um, about that. So if you have any questions or you want to get fired up for the game, make sure you check that out. And don't forget, you can watch the match at yeahthatsoccershow.com slash NOLA, N-O-L-A. Hey, thanks for jumping in once again this week. Um, one thing you could do for us is continue to share the news of the podcast with folks who maybe are starting to discover this Greenville FC team. I've, I've learned more and more people are every time I see somebody who notices my Greenville FC gear or I talked to somebody who's heard about the team. They said, man, I didn't even know this was a, a thing, uh, but I'm super excited for it. So the more you hear new people, uh, turn them onto the podcast because this is a great avenue for us as a, as a fan community to have discussion about this team and to, and to share our excitement together. So share the podcast, go give us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, and that would be, or, or on whatever podcast <laughs> catcher you use, that is always going to help us just get better ratings and be more visible to folks who are looking for us. So, Hey, thanks again for all you do. And thanks for listening to yeah, that soccer show. We will be back um, either later this weekend or Monday to chat about the fallout from this game. Let's hope we're talking about Dreamville FC's first ever victory looking towards next week where we have two matches coming up. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you at the pregame show.